The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Lainey, the CEO of Say Beauty. So as I mentioned in part one, or as you heard in part one, sorry, we chatted through with Lainey, just her story in building Say and also her career and life experiences leading up to that point. And I'm sure you heard in that episode that Lainey is a creative thinker. She thinks outside the box. She dreams big. And that's what she accredits a lot of her success. To. So in this episode, we wanted to get really tactical with her on what that actually means to be creative and to utilize that to build a business. So this one has a lot of great takeaways. She talks about how her meditation practice really helps her be creative. She talks about how she really aims to do things differently with her brand. And that's always the goal is to look at things differently, do things differently in beauty, create makeup that is clean, but also really works well and is fun and has beautiful branding. And she's definitely achieved that, I think. And I'm sure many of you agree. So without further ado, let's get into part two of our conversation with Lainey. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Lainey, who is the founder of Say. We had such a great chat in our first part of the conversation, and now we're moving into talking all things creative process. Um, So Lainey, I know you're a dreamer and you think outside the box. For starters, where do you think that comes from? And secondly, how do you foster it? Hmm. Wow, what a good question. I think definitely growing up the way I did where we moved a lot. I spent a lot of time by myself. So I had to, you know, entertain myself. And that was one thing I did a lot growing up was I did a lot of daydreaming and exploring and reading and, and I, and I loved it. Yeah. I'm not surprised if you're like spending your money as I forget what age you said you were like six or seven on magazines, then I think that checks out. Um, I'm curious, super high level. What does creativity mean to you? Mm, To me, it's creating and telling stories. And Mm -hmm. I think that goes back also to my childhood of just, there was a lot of storytelling, you know, happening around me in terms of like, well, what am I experiencing? What am I going to experience? Because there was a lot of change. And that's just how things kind of play out for me. Like I definitely see things as movies in my mind. Oh, that's so interesting. Can you go back to like one of my, one of my favorite questions to ask anyone um, when I'm meeting them or I don't know them very well is what their first memory is. I'm going to ask you a version of that that question. When was the first time you you realized that you're a creative person? Mm. 
I think it was when I lived in Paris and I just started drawing clothes. Hmm. I, and I had a, a notebook and I would create like full collections of clothes. And I remember having like a vision for a whole line of like a whole runway of clothes inspired by the sea. Hmm. Oh my and gosh, cool. In my mind, it was like very elegant. Like these were like gowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember the way the idea came to me, like came in a flash of inspiration and it being like a moment for me of like, oh, that's what it feels like to have an inspired idea. Wow. Oh my what, gosh. What did that feel like? Take us back and get super micro to with me, us. To me, it feels like like a lightning bolt has just like gone into my brain. And I had the moment the other day when, I mean, I had that moment when I thought about say, I had that moment when I was driving the other day and I, I called Lauren on my team and I said, what if instead of creating merch, we have everything be vintage and we launch say vintage and every sweatshirt, t-shirt, hat, you know, everything we create is vintage. So we're not, you know, putting any new material out into the world. And it, I actually remember where I was when I was driving, when I had that idea. And I remember telling her about it and she was like, it's genius done. We're doing it. And, Uh. and that was it. And that was one of those moments where, um, you know, the brand went viral. We just got, everyone was talking about it. And I remember all the editors at the editor preview being like, you know, everyone's going to copy you. Right. And I was like, I hope they do. Like, that would be great. (laughs) Last thing anyone needs in this world is more fast fashion. Um, But that's exactly how it feels for me is it it happens very quickly Mm -hmm. and a lot of energy from it. So when I get an inspired idea, it's like, I just am running with it and I just want to do stuff really quickly. And sometimes it's hard for other people to you know, keep up with me. Um, and in that moment when I'm like running really quickly, I'm, I'm not thinking about the risks or what could go wrong or what I don't know. I'm just going. And so um, you know, sometimes people will be like, whoa, whoa, but have you thought about this or that or this or that? And I'm like, I don't care. Exactly. Like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> love that. I love that. I'm so curious about this creative process, right? I feel like that's a big label for something that means something different to literally mm-hmm. every person that talks about it. And so when I say the words creative process, what does that mean to you? So to me, that means, and again, like a lot of my creative process happens when I'm by myself and Mm -hmm. I'm going back to that, like, kind of where you're just like pulling the thread and you're just thinking to yourself, like, well, what if I did this or that, or, you know, is that a good idea? And then I'll like kind of go down that road a little bit. And if I, if it makes sense and I'll keep going, or if it doesn't make sense, I'll come back and. I can give an example maybe because it's a little hard to articulate since this happens so much in my brain. But the, when I went to go visit my grandmother for her 99th birthday, I 
took a picture with her and I posted it on Instagram and I got a DM from somebody that said, oh, she should be your next model. And I was like, oh my God, why don't we have Nana be our next model? She'll be the first. Well, I don't think I had that thought yet. I just thought, okay, is there something here? And then I, when, when I'm going down that trail, it's like, okay, what does that translate to? Well, it translates to her being the first 99-year-old makeup model ever. That's so and cool. I probably Googled it to make sure that was true, and it was. Wow. And then um, I was like, okay, well, what does this look like? So what is it is the first question. What does this look like is the second question. And to me, it had to be really elevated. I knew that these photos of her needed to be incredible. Like they needed to look like all of our other photo shoots that happen, you know, in New York or LA with Mm. these fancy photographers um, and full, you know, photo studios and full teams and stylists and everything, but that wasn't going to work for my grandmother. So how could I recreate that? And um, never underestimate the value of your network um, and the importance of networking. I reached out to some, uh, two bloggers who I know in San Francisco and was like, okay, who are the best photographers, you know, in San Francisco? Cause I actually know that there's a little bit of a dearth of, of, um, videographers and photographers in the Bay area. And they referred me to a couple people and, so I invested a lot in the photographer there because we had to shoot on her patio. Um, I styled the shoot. Um, we obviously had hair and makeup. I knew that would be important. And then it was like, okay, so that's what it's going to look like. What, how do we present it to everybody? And so we spent a lot of time like with, you know, you know, how do you tell the story? What, what are the captions like on Instagram? How many posts do we have on Instagram? Um, what does that translate to on the website to tell that story even further? I, I always go through the entire journey of what, how somebody else would interpret um, a story that we're telling. What do they click on next? What do they read next? Where do they travel I I spend time living that entire journey through somebody else to make sure that the story makes sense to them because it's really easy being in the, you know, in the forest, in the trees to not be able to see the forest. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and then it's like, okay, well then how can we amplify the story? So I met with the PR team and we just explored like, okay, you know, who, who would be interested in telling this story for us? And we ended up being on the Today Show and everybody wanted to interview her. We were in People Magazine. Aww. Not it was everywhere. But that was, that's kind of an example of how that creative process works for me. Wow. That's helpful. <laughs> it is helpful. It's, it's really interesting. And I think it, a lot of it comes down to, not being afraid to do things differently and actually seeking out ways to do things differently. Like it sounds like with the merch idea, it was the same thing. Like what's something that hasn't been done before that, um, that you can put into market. I think that's so incredible. I'm curious, you're the CEO and founder of your brand. 
how do you how do you remain creative and keep these ideas going when I'm sure you have so much else on your plate as you're running this company? That's hard. Just going back one step when you said that it's about being different. I think that's actually like the number one thing I look for in an idea is that it's different. It's fresh and I haven't seen it before. I love that. Um, and then, you know, how do I stay creative? For me, meditation uh, is really important. Giving my mind that space movement is incredibly important. I try to exercise um, at least an hour a day. And then definitely having the support on the things that I notice take my creativity away from me. Hmm. So making sure that I have a really strong operations team and finance team and you know, tr- make, trying to do as little of that as possible right. so that my brain can focus on the creative parts that where I excel and what I'm good at and enjoy. It's this whole concept of like the energy exchange. If you're a creative person and that's where you get your energy, the ultimate goal as an entrepreneur is to outsource everything else, right? So you can almost stay in your, I heard someone call it your sphere of genius before or stay in your lane. I love that concept. And trying to spend as much of your time in that sphere of genius as possible. Um, I actually kind of pivoting a little bit. I had a discussion with my boss at my job and we're talking about all of this big long-term strategic planning. And he and I disagreed a little bit. He said that you cannot time block. You cannot tell yourself at 8 a.m. from 8 to 11, I'm going to be creative. That's not how his brain works. Whereas for Mm -hmm. me, knowing that I have this space allows me almost like the freedom to be creative. Do you have a routine or a ritual or what are your thoughts on being able to force creativity? Mm. I mean, I would agree with your boss for me personally, like okay. that wouldn't work for me. I, my, like all of those I, examples I told you happened at like the most random times. <laughs> Trying um, to yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that said, I time block every morning to exercise and meditate. So, you know, I don't necessarily have my creative ideas during that time, but that time sets me up for success and making sure that um, I'm in a really good headspace to have those ideas whenever I have them. Hmm. I love it. It's almost like, yeah, like creating surface area for those ideas to present themselves when the time is right. And I'll weigh in on your question too, Kels. I, I agree. I think my creativity comes at the most random times. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times at 1130 at night, Kelsey's gotten a voice note from me. Literally so many. (laughs) I love it though. I love it. And um, I like the idea of like striking while the iron's hot. I never want to, um, to like disregard that or diminish that. I just think I'm not good. Like, I, maybe it's just, this is a great testament to the fact that brains work differently. It's like, if I have 15 things that absolutely need to get done now, I'm so bad at prioritizing creativity and like space to think over tactical things that just need to get done. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that too. I just, for some reason, my create, my creative time isn't in front of my computer. Right. It's walking, driving, mm-hmm. That's kind of where I, when I remember a lot of the the big ideas coming, especially walking. (laughs) Yes. 
Me too. Walking solves all problems. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> Honestly, it is like the one of the best medicines. I think that's what I've learned throughout the pandemic when we were in lockdown and there was nothing else to do. Literally. Literally. I gained a lot of respect for walking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have a question that's maybe a bit of a pivot, um, mm-hmm. but in my research about you and about Say, I know so much of your success is also just your products are really great and you hold mm-hmm. a really high standard for what you're putting out. I'm curious, is there ever, do you ever feel like you're falling into a trap of trying to attain perfection with those high standards or how do you mm-hmm. balance that? Well, I appreciate you saying that because we put so much time and effort into the formulation of our products. I want every product at say to be a hero product, not just um, because of the environment and wanting you know us not to be creating something that doesn't get sold, but also just because I want people to enjoy everything that they try mm-hmm. and be something that they love and that has is new to them, both in formulation but also in experience. And from the beginning, a big differentiating point for say is that we're bringing our big beauty expertise to clean and mm-hmm. especially clean makeup is slowly but surely shedding that reputation of products that don't perform. And that's something that's not easy to do. We, it takes us so much time to develop every single product because we are so incredibly clean. Um, and we hold ourselves to really high standards there that's probably the part that's the most difficult is because we set these incredibly high standards for ourselves in terms of what ingredients we don't use. Right. And that holds us back a a lot when it comes to formulation. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I think it drives my team a little crazy, Mm. Um, but you know, with specific ingredients, I I really don't believe we should ever be formulating with silicones. You know, it's a plastic that goes down the drain and never comes out of our waterways. You know, petroleum is an ingredient from fossil fuel. And I don't want to be supporting the fossil fuel industry as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those are two really big ingredients in uh, beauty formulation. So one thing I always think about with Say and is really important to me is that we're on the right side of history. And when it comes to leaving those ingredients out, I believe that it's just really important. Even if it means I don't get to create, you know, the stick highlighter that I wanted to create because, you know, it couldn't keep its shape without the the silicones and the petroleum. But, Mm -hmm. oh, well. (laughs) It's not worth it. You're prioritizing the right thing, in my opinion. And I heard another really amazing quote. Um in relation to Steve Jobs, it's not about the one iPhone that he produced. It's about the tens of thousands of ideas that he said no to that allowed him to focus that much energy on the best possible product. And you're taking a very similar Mm -hmm. mentality. I think that's incredibly impressive. And another thing to think about with iPhones is that they're always coming out with new versions. And we do the same at Say all the time. We improve on our formulations and we will always be improving on our formulations mm-hmm. as new innovations come and, and 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 improvements that our community wants to see. And I have no problem with that because we're on like what, iPhone 15? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and counting, like not slowing down anytime soon. So you're yeah. right. 
Yeah. And it's something I preach a lot is that people underestimate the power of time, consistency, and incremental improvement. Like Mm -hmm. I think so many people want overnight success, but if you want to create a lasting impact, I think that's the formula. Mm -hmm. The marathon, not a sprint. That's that's a hard thing for me to remember. For all of us, (laughs) for all of us, Lainey, we are kindred spirits in that regard. So we're coming to a close on this interview, Lainey. I I want, this has been amazing. You have the most calming energy and I've so enjoyed our conversation with you. Can you leave us with some advice on creativity for the entrepreneurs out there, or even just people who are, who are creative by nature and want to continue that? What advice do you have for them? Hmm. That's a big question. Hmm, I, think the, I think the advice that I wish I had been told when I was younger, um, and I have to tell myself all the time, is to trust my instincts Yeah. and be in a mental space where you're in tune with your instincts. So for me, as I mentioned, like meditation and movement are my medicine. Um, but they're also how I get in touch with myself. And I think there is a constant stream of inspiration and we can tap into it or not tap into it. Mm-hmm. And to tap into it, I think you just have to be in that in that mental space. So so what what get whatever gets you there, invest in it and um, prioritize it. And then just trust yourself. And just because an idea isn't perfect doesn't mean it's not a good idea and you're not going to get there. Like when I talk about those brainstorming calls that I love so much, one person has an idea and they Mm -hmm. say it out loud. And then the next person says, oh yeah, and then what if we did that? And it's like, okay, well, what if we, and then what if we did that? And what if we've made it even bigger doing this? And it's just ping pong. We just ping pong back and forth, back and forth, back and forth until we get to this perfect idea. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. I literally, it is. And I just went through a brainstorming session with my team at work and I like, we use parts of that, but I feel like I can be so much more intentional with that going forward. Lainey, where can people find out more about you and about say? Well, definitely follow me on Instagram. I'm just at Lainey, L-A-N-E-Y. I'm love getting messages from people in DMs and chatting with people. And I get requests for mentoring sessions in there and I do about one a month. So definitely accessible. Um, I love supporting entrepreneurs and and people who are on that journey as well. Mm-hmm. And then say, you can find us at sayhello.com. That's S-A-I-E hello.com. We're at Say Beauty on Instagram. And then we are, of course, available on every single Sephora nationwide and on Sephora.com. Amazing. Amazing. Well, Lainey, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. So excited to see everything you continue to do with Say. And thanks again. This was so fun. Thank you, you guys. All right. Did we love it? Did we love it? I loved it. I think I see myself as a creative thinker as well. And I definitely took a lot away from this conversation with Lainey. I think a big one that she touched on is trusting your intuition and trusting your gut, especially when you see things differently than maybe 
the status quo. You need to believe in yourself and your ideas because you're not always going to have someone validating them. You're not always going to share it with someone and have them understand. And so you need to trust your own gut, your own creativity, and really hone in on those skills. I think that's something that I've definitely struggled with is seeing things differently, but going along with the norm because I don't really know if it's actually a good idea or if it's stupid or crazy. And I think slowly learning to trust my gut and trust my creativity more over the years has really fared well for me. So if you're in the same boat, listen to Lainey's advice, trust your gut, create situations where you're able to let those creative ideas come to you and see what good comes from it. I think that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur is getting to create something that's all your own. So hopefully you enjoyed this series with Lainey. Honestly, after the interview, we were both like, wow, she's just the sweetest person. She's so well-spoken. She has such a calming, nice energy about her. And yeah, we just feel really grateful that she took the time to chat with us. We're so excited to see where Say goes. It's like I said, it's crazy that it's only been around for a couple years because they are just absolutely killing it. And I know they're going to continue to do so. So we'll link Lainey's Instagram and Say in the show notes. Check it out. Also, if you wouldn't mind subscribing to our YouTube, We post all of our episodes there as well. And again, it will be linked in the show notes. So until next week, have a wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Mm